Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the In the Paint Show, presented by Ball is Life. Episode 181, we appreciate everybody always sticking with us as 224 rolls along uh, pretty fast here. We're, we're going hit, to be hitting March. The playoffs are in full swing around the country. March Madness is quickly approaching, and, you know, the NBA is ramping up. Uh, we thought we, we have so much to talk about, Chelsea and Ani. Like, we don't really know where to start this week. We, we could have just went in a million different directions, so we're just going to Kind of ask each other some few questions and kind of freestyle. We're having a freestyle episode. Again, we appreciate everybody jumping on iTunes and YouTube. Uh, and please tell your friends to like and subscribe and, and jump on, uh, you know, where they watch and listen to their podcast. We, again, we appreciate it. So how are you guys doing? I'm doing well, Ronnie. Hanging out, you know, living life in, in Portland the best I can. And uh, Hanging out. Don't you got to work? I do tomorrow, but right now it's only eight o'clock. So I'm here with you guys and I'm chilling. Okay. What about you, Ani? Oh yeah. Everything's all good. Just work, work and grind. I mean, I'm grinding so hard. Like I haven't had a haircut in three yeah. weeks. I don't even got time to get a haircut. Ani, what's up with your haircut? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I've been moving too damn much, you know? <laughs> Ani, there's always time for a haircut. I'm going to see you next yeah. week at EYBL Scholastic. Oh, I'm going to have one then. I got okay. It. All right. Come correct. All right. You, know, hey. you got to make a good, good showing. So, yeah. so where's EYBL Scholastic next week? Uh, so there's going to be a Scholastic tournament with eight teams. Uh, it's getting kicked off in Augusta, Georgia. Same where, where they hold a uh, Peach Jam. Um, and it is not the top eight teams in our league, but it's pretty formidable. They, they don't really have the league set up where it's like a championship per se. It's just more like sessions. So um, I know Oak Hill is going to be there. Wasatch is going to be there. Uh, the only team that's like really notable that's not going to be there is Mount Verde. Um, but other than that, should be competitive eight teams, uh, three days, and Ani's gonna meet me out there. So let's see what happens. Yeah, let's see what happens. Um, question I'll just throw it out there like, uh, you know, Oak Hill Academy, like, are they gonna come back, Chelsea? Are they gonna be the Oak Hill we know, or are they gonna be revamped, or is it just too, too far in the hills and and, and these kids just can't stand it and deal with it? and they're playing pretty good, you know. They're solid, but what do you think? And the end of the day, two or three years from now, is Oakdale back, or are they just going to be with the pack? No, I mean, I think they're always going to be formidable, but I think their reign um, of being like a just premier, you know, prep school program is kind of come and gone. Uh, they're going to get a couple good players, but there's a lot more diversity now. People are spread out. Um, teams are competitive, so when there's so many options, you know, I don't really think that Oakdale like you know, is going to draw so many kids there. Um, you know, you can, they can kind of base it off of their pedigree and their history, but it's like, there's a lot of teams that are doing that in better places. Like, well, why wouldn't I want to go to prep school in Florida? <laughs> you know, yeah. sunny beach weather. Like, I, I don't think they have the, not credibility, but I don't think they have the juice that they used to have. Like, you know, it sure. was always Oak Hill and kind of everybody else. And it's just not like that anymore. So they'll be formidable. They're going to be in our league. Um, but as far as kids just running and beating down the door to play there, I, I can't see it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, I think, you know, when uh, Steve Smith, like when Coach Steve Smith uh, left, I mean, he retired. Yeah. Same, same thing. Like, I think Sunrise is kind of in the same boat. Um, they can still be really good, but they got to recruit guys they, that fit, you know, kind of yeah. what they're doing. You're not going to. 
not saying they won't get a five-star kid, but that five-star kid kind of has to fit the culture they're trying to establish. Um, and I think right now we're just kind of dealing with that transition period, especially with both of them. I mean, obviously you got like Monverde, you know, you got prolific, not even talking about scholastic, just like you got so many options of just teams mm-hmm. and probably more ideal locations. Like I know kids out here, they say, yeah, okay, I'll reach that. What do you think? Shit, I ain't trying to be at the <laughs> in the mountains with no Wi-Fi, like <laughs> you know. Or I ain't trying to be in Kansas, you know. But what I'm I'm get, I'm getting at is is you gotta got gotta get guys that kind of fit the culture you're trying to establish or the sure. style. It all comes down just to recruiting the guys that make sense. Um, I'm not saying like Branson, Missouri is just the most ideal place, but obviously like you know Link's kind of coming up and sure you're just kind of doing a really good job with with the recruiting part and the other things so i just think for those programs like oak hill i think even sunrise is more of a rebuilding time and but they gotta maybe you don't get number one player in the country or the number five maybe it's some guys that are outside the top 50 you got one that's like in the 40s range sure. but those guys have to fit it just has to fit it's got to be more of a team thing of when it ain't going to be like you got someone just dropping like, you know, 20 and 10 double-doubles every night. Like they got Magwood and Anderson can hoop. But, you know, when you're going against, you know, the likes of like Trey Johnson's, Cooper Flags, Rob Wrights, <laughs> you know, on yeah. a day-to-day, it's just a little different. So I just think those teams can be – are going to always be okay, but they can be really good if they just recruit – if they recruit guys that fit, you know, the culture they're trying to establish. Do you think that uh, Mount Bird is kind of overtaken – Oak Hill, like you yeah. know, we're we're seeing like this year especially. I mean, they're undefeated. They have all the top players. They have three McDonald's All Americans. Like you know, I can see them going on a, a very a good run the next several years, just kind of rebuilding and reloading and just being the premier program that kids want to go to. I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think so. And they're in a pretty pretty nice location where people want to go to, uh, where kids want to go to. I think location is key. Um, in this stuff, but I think Monverde, I think they kind of just been running away with it for some mm-hmm. years now. Um, you know, the pros, like you said, the, like you said, just the pedigrees, just the players, the, you know. I mean, the only thing I can see maybe if it slowed down a little bit is like, let's say Coach Bowles gets a college job, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, yeah. and, and, and you know, who who do you replace, you know, so maybe there may be a slight rebuilding, like maybe a year or so, but then they pick it back up, but um, yeah, I just think they're just kind of running, running the show right now. You think the coaches make that much of a difference for these kids, or are they really just thinking like, okay, well, this kid, this coach has so many guys in the pros, like I want to go play for him. You think that's kind of what influences it, or that, that, is it that, that, the school or the coach? I, I guess I, is my question. I, I think it's a mixture of both, but I think the coach does play a big part in it, um, especially who that coach is. I mean, Lean did a good job. You know, they go from Ronnie Perry, then they go to Bill Armstrong. You know, you went from mm-hmm. a high level coach to another yeah, high, two high level coach, <laughs> two high level coaches. And not not disrespect Sunrise or Kill, but I'm just saying like both coaches they had didn't aren't weren't at the pedigree of the guys that um, <laughs> that left. They're the guys that are building. So I do think coaching does play a part in it. I, I do. I, I I think the program plays a big part, but I think the coach as well. Uh, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you want to play for a coach that you feel comfortable can kind of get you to that next level from a player perspective, and also like the other things like get you be a McDonald's All American. Yeah, influence. You know, just, you know, has influence even like, you know, NBA scouts call them and stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. those things are important for those kids. No doubt. I'll give you guys a funny little tidbit because, again, like you said, Chelsea, 
Steve Smith had it rolling. He's been a guest on our pod a few times. And, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, we talk about great players or something like shit. His top five guys that he turned down are great. Like, okay, the, mm-hmm. the best guy, I'll just say it again. I don't know if he wants me to say it, but again, this is a freestyle. We're just talking. We're just having Dang. a good time. He <laughs> turned down Kevin Garnett. So, again, mm-hmm. Kevin Garnett was in South Carolina. And he kind of wanted to make a move. He thought, you know, uh, and Steve was like, he, he felt he just should have done a little more homework because people said, hey, this kid's got a lot going on. He's, he's you know, George, you know, he's mouthy and he's mm-hmm. he's a handful, which, he, you know, you know how Kevin Garnett is, yeah, you know, he's outgoing. Sure. And he's a mouth, mouthful. He he kind of like, you know what, I should have done a little more work because he's a, you know, great guy, hard worker. He's, I just didn't. I didn't dig deep enough. And again, information didn't travel now like it, like it does now. You know what I mean? So he, he kind of regretted that because I think he might have was thinking of coming in after his junior year. And then Kevin got in, involved in a, a small incident at school. And then next year, you know, Nike kind of steered him to, uh, you know, to go with Ronnie Fields in Chicago. And, you know, the rest is history. But I just thought that was pretty interesting because some of the guys he's turned down, again, like you said, when he had it rolling. And I'm sure Kevin – Boyle does the same thing at Montverde. I'm sure he's turned down a player or two that's like pretty damn good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's pretty interesting there. I have a question for you guys. So obviously Montverde is going to lose a lot of players this year. Like who can you see them getting for for next season, or just kind of reloading and revamping their roster because they're going to lose a lot. Like Ani, I know this is a yeah. question for you because you're smiling, so I know you probably have a little insider. I, 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 I know. I know I heard some names that recruit. You heard some names. Okay. Nike. But they're confidential at this time. Yeah, I can't say. Okay. <laughs> but they've okay. been reaching out. They've been reaching out. Yeah, they've been reaching I'm out. I'm sure they have. Uh, <laughs> let me see this. Uh, let me see the list real quick. That's uh, a great question. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, I know. I wanted to put you on the spot. This is a I freestyle episode, and yeah. here you go. Nah. I could see if Malik Thomas wins another state title in Pennsylvania, I can see him. I can see him going. And that's nothing against this program, Lincoln Park. I'm just saying, sometimes you are at a certain level in an area and, like, you have nothing left to prove in that region or in that, you know, on a daily basis. And a, a yeah. good example of that is the guy who went to Oak Hill a few years ago. Ani helped me out. And he was just like, man, he was in Ohio. And he's like, I'm not playing against anybody any good. You uh, know what I mean? I know you're talking about. I yeah. Forgot. Yeah, he told us that, you know, he was like, man, I, I, he's, cause he stayed at his high school all the way to like early October. Oh, he's like, uh, yeah, 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 it was Chris Livingston, right? Yeah, Chris Livingston. Mm-hmm. He was just like, I can't, I'm not getting, I just worried I'm not going to play anything. Yeah, did you see those? I went and watched a local game. That was, yeah. nah, yeah, he yeah. needed to go. He yeah, needed. sometimes that's just the reality of the game. We're, we're talking about guys making, thinking about money, making money. Obviously, NIL's changing, you know, the landscape of everything mm-hmm. now. So yeah, I, I say I would say him. Um, let me just look down this list. I, I mean, yeah, Darius Acuff made a great move this offseason, I thought. Um, ooh, ooh, ooh. Let's just see who's in a. Ani's holding out, Ronnie. Basically, uh, he's holding. Yeah, yeah it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm playing scared right now. I'm gonna be, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be scared right now. And then you got I nobody. I, I, I don't have a name off hand. I can see Alexander Lloyd. I can see a couple guys from Florida moving over to Montverde because I'll tell you guys the truth. Florida has a lot of good teams right now, like West Fisher mm-hmm. Academy, Windermere Prep, Winter Haven. There's going to be some guys making a move. Mm-hmm. And, and then our guy 26 is up. 
Yeah, yeah, then they got Caleb Gaskins, uh, Chelsea, who's like buried on the bench. Mm-hmm. He's probably a top five guy for the Knight Riders. He plays for the Knight Riders. He's probably mm-hmm. a top five guy in the class, and he was my national freshman of the year last year. And he's just on the bench at Montverde, so he's going to step up. You know what Wait, I mean? He, yeah, I, I, I just thought maybe for him, and I'll be honest, I thought Caleb could have went after this year. And right. maybe, but maybe mm-hmm. he's getting really better in practice. And Ani, maybe he's going to blow up this spring and summer and into next year, you know, like, so maybe it was a good move again. It's the practice, you know? So that's fair. That would be your, that's to answer your question. I, I, I could see that uh, with Malik and maybe a few other guys that are high, high level, you know? Okay. Well, to keep the ball rolling and speaking of making a move, um, you know, your boy, Bronnie Jr. has been a hot topic uh, <laughs> in the media I- the last couple of days. I am a Bronny fan. You know, we've talked about him a lot on yeah. the pod. Um, I know, know, Chelsea, but you tell the real. You're the one of the people that tell the real. Like, that boy's a three-year boy. Okay. I do say that. that but you know? I also just yeah. feel like, you know, it, it's hard. It's hard being him. Like, you know, sure. he's he's figuring out his way at USC. Um, I think LeBron came out recently and said, like, to let him be a kid. But obviously, LeBron influences him not being a kid because he also makes comments like, Ronnie could play in the NBA right now and he's better than some of these kids. So he makes it he makes it more difficult. Uh, but word is that his name was removed from the 2024 draft. So kind of just wanted to get your guys' opinion on, you know, what's next for Ronnie. Is he going to do another year at USC or, or what are your guys' thoughts? I mean, like... I- I mean, nah, he he is what he is. Like, here's here's the thing. He is what he is. But what is he? I mean, he just a he's a he's just a solid catch and shoot hot guy. He's a high major guard. Let me let me say this. He's a high major guard, solid old player. All right, yeah. USC sucks. Mm-hmm. I understand he had the deal in the fall, and people kind of saying he his numbers wouldn't look that much different. Like if the situation didn't happen, it's it, I hate that it did, but Bronny is kind of what he is. He's more of a catch and shoot specialist that got a good body that can defend some. He's actually put in pretty solid numbers as a high major freshman guard. <laughs> Correct. You know, like it just people thought he was a damn lottery pick or this, that, <laughs> the third. Like, bro, it was just stupid. Like, it was dumb. LeBron can't say let him be a kid. Shut up and stop telling people that he's better than half the like role players in the league. Oh, he said he would. He could help the Lakers right now. Yeah, like bro, like you, like like Chell said, it's hard enough for that kid to be who he is, LeBron's son. Mm -hmm. Like yo, it ain't no easier when people are starting to say you better than dudes in the league, and then they come see you play and you put up like two points in a game. (laughs) <laughs> your team getting blown out and you going one for five from the field. Yeah. And it's nothing against them. I just think people are so like unrealistic when it comes to him. Like yeah. so unrealistic. He is probably a three to four year guy that won't be a three or four year guy because he's Bronny James. He's leaving. Yeah, he's leaving. He may leave this year. He's I don't out. know. Listen, Gavoni know more than me. So that's what, so listen. So he he probably put in two twenty five for a reason because he got he not heard something. But I won't buy it till I see I I see the news say he not he's not going to declare. Yeah, but th- again, let's go back a year ago, Ani. 
me and Gavoni were laughing and, and, and joking about it. He's all right. You know, I go, I, I, you must be taking shit for where you put Bronny on that mock draft. And he goes, this class is so bad. I might as well just move up to number one. So we were laughing, you know, mm-hmm. and it was like, that was the whole point. So to me, he took the easy way out. He just moved him to 225. No, just say, you know, now you know he ain't good enough to be in the 224 he, first round. On he wasn't good enough. He was never good enough. No. Okay, okay. <laughs> Do you guys never give him enough. just a little bit of grace considering what he's been through, though, too? Like, but here's the, the thing, kid. Justin, with that, I, I think I know what you're saying like his his health. Yeah, care. like the situation. I'm not even talking about just yeah. the LeBron stuff. I'm talking about like yeah. this kid almost died. Like he's yeah. won the game of life. The fact that he's still here and he's able to play and perform, sure. and you yeah. know he missed some of the season and he came in late. And I'm not saying that his numbers wouldn't be what they still are, Ani. But I'm like yeah. that has to. You have to cut him a little bit of slack just trying to yeah. figure his way out just from an incident like that happening, yeah. a major incident. Right, but right, but like, yes, I'm not mad. Like, I'm not getting on the kid. It's it's just he that's just what he always was this. He was not ready. Like, could yeah. he have been more ready if that stuff is if it didn't happen? For sure. Like, for mm-hmm. sure. But he's still a freshman. Yeah. Playing high major basketball and that shit is so hard and i don't think people this is the problem a lot of casual fans have they don't watch these levels of basketball yeah low mid high major watch them know the difference and they'll have they'll know the difference they don't know how hard it is how many freshmen are going out there just busting ass yeah yeah this was the same kid like you know, at a high, yeah, he was a McDonald's All American. But how many McDonald's All Americans do we see struggle? Like, how yeah. many McDonald's All Americans have we seen struggle in college basketball this year? That yeah, they have a breakout game or two, but they're really struggling. It's yeah. not easy playing at that level. Those are grown men. These dudes, like, regardless of, I do give him grace for it, but it's just the reality of he was an 18, 19 year old kid that's about to go against. 22, 23, 24-year-old, some 25 grown men. And to expect him to put up numbers year one and be a lottery pick or first-round pick in 224 when he already was kind of getting overhyped in high school was so unrealistic. It wasn't fair for that kid. The media put him in that position. I don't feel bad for Bronny. I don't feel bad for Bronny. I, I mean, I feel, I feel for Bronny. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm mad more at the media and the people putting unrealistic expectations. Mm-hmm. And, and some of these people know how hard it is to do that shit. Yeah. yeah. And the guys that came before that did it and how special they were. Or the guys that came in that were supposedly special and didn't do it and needed more years to get that done. What was, there was nothing wrong with this kid doing, going to do three years of college. Like, there was right. nothing wrong. Everybody right. else tried to make it something that it... It should never have been. And now it gets ugly. Now you put him in 225 draft. Now LeBron says, like, bro, it should never even gone to yeah, that. It's just going down it's a rabbit hole. It was just stupid. Like, it was all done from the jump. Yeah. Okay, so let me ask you this, though. What if, say he does leave, um, maybe <coughs> he's playing at a high level. Sometimes we've seen incidents where players have kind of unlocked their potential a little bit more. Um Derek Lively, he was underwhelming in college and got to the pros. He's being, you know, pretty solid. Peyton Watson at UCLA, underwhelming, you know, yeah. come to the pros and, and kind of unlock his talent. Can can you see that maybe being a situation for him? Or you really I'm, are just I'm, like, no. Six one, six two guard do that. Yeah, it's his size. Know, like, like he's a point guard. And 
in in the league and he's I'm not saying he can be a good NBA player, but he needs time. Like, yeah, maybe, but like pay one six eight. Freakish. Or play play yeah. for a loaded UCLA team. You that UCLA team was good as shit. What <laughs> <laughs> our guy Hyman. How about our guy Hyman? <laughs> I mean, I mean, bro, like he was I mean, he was playing behind pros. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. Derek Lively, yeah, I was up and down, but he's seven one. Those are just two precious people in my mind. I understand I know, the, the, the eye test and you know the size, but you know I'm just saying they weren't great in college. They went to the league and they're doing all right. Yeah, but how many six two guards do we see that? Yeah, he's, and he's not special, and he's not special athletically. People yeah. need to stop saying that he's not special athletically. Yeah, he's a um, solid athlete, but he's, he's not like a freak athlete. athlete. Yeah. No, and then here's another thing. Back to your point, Chelsea is. Well, me and Ani, and I'll, I'll take it, the rap for it. I'll take the credit for whatever we want to call it. We put it, we had Bronny ranked 96 in the country. So that, he's playing like the 96 player to me. Yeah. <laughs> That's, where he That's where he's supposed to be. Whatever had a 24, 19, quit lying, quit faking it. If you guys want social clout, go ahead, go ahead. If you want to, because if and that's that what you think basketball it. is, go ahead. Because you think, because you want access or you want to be able to interview LeBroni or you want to be able to, Talk to somebody from Clutch or something. Go ahead. I'm not really into that. Like, I'm cool. I'll just tell the truth. You know what I mean? Like, I, don't, I really don't give a damn, really, to be honest, because that's where he's really at. And then secondly, to your second point, Chelsea, is something crazy, like a life-altering thing happened, and nobody knows anything about it. Right. Now, we, you, us three may know something about it, or some people may know about it behind closed door, but he had a serious medical issue. So what we know is, like, of cardiovascular well let's take it to COVID <laughs> for a second we talk about COVID COVID happened all this craziness everybody's like I'm like all these recovery numbers are bullshit and they're like what do you mean I'm like okay let's say Chelsea you're in San Diego State or something or you you've been running and you run a 730 mile okay that's pretty fair 640 whatever a good athlete could run maybe down to 630 or six minutes I run a six think, minute mile six yeah. minute mile yeah just for say no, 730 no, just no, because no. <laughs> but let's just say the average person can do 730 to eight minutes that's kind of like if you're not actually you could kind of do that right yeah if you had covid and the next week you can't do a 730 mile you didn't recover you didn't don't count me you recovered you're a different person if yeah. you're, and i know somebody who happened that they had a you know their chest was burning they were trying to get back into so again ronnie had a crazy incident and we know nothing about it how do we know like you said he's not a little weaker yeah. How do we know? We don't know nothing about it. We know he's 18, 19 years old and he had an issue. Like, I think that's been a huge mistake. I think they should have came out and said, you know, again, we know he went to the Mayo Clinic. We know he gets the best doctors. But, like, I'm still up in there like, what really happened? Like, uh, how much is this really affecting him? Is it affecting him at all? Yeah, we don't know. It, we don't really know. And it's kind of unfair. It's kind of unfortunate. Like you said, that's another unfortunate thing. Because, again, I'm really realistic. I don't really care about, like, the Sports Center highlights. I want to know, like, is this kid okay? Just Is he okay? Right. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's a and, really big decision. And I want him to enjoy his college. Life. Yeah. I want him college. to enjoy his college experience. There was a tweet. You yeah. know, uh, Mike Miles' mom uh, yeah. interviewed her son. She's doing a little podcast. And, you know, he kind of talked about, like, yeah. you know, going through the college experience now with the NIL and everything. And, yeah. You know, it's better than – doing a year like spending your time in the g league <laughs> oh yeah you know like y'all trying to push him to the nba so hard 
after all this, you know, he played with his father and he's in the G League. Like, bro, that boy, that kid gonna be like, man, I'm kind of like, let him enjoy the college experience. <laughs> yeah. You know, what I mean? like, let him enjoy it instead yeah. of trying to force him to the league. And then, you know, now if he's doing stints in the G League and the dude's like, shit, I remember when I was at USC having a good time. Mm-hmm. I've yeah. been there for three more years. Like, y'all, you know what I mean? Like, let him enjoy college, bro. We have a jacked up look at it. We have a yeah, society has a bad view of that. Very yeah. bad. Yeah, Mike, my, my like shit. I, I'd rather be in college right now than do, do the whole tour in the G League. I mean, well, let's, let's talk about that real quick, Arnie. You, you, like you said, the G League is what six and thirty-five. Oh, the ignite. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. ignite. And then ain't no grown man giving a damn if you can't get in the club or eat or <laughs> if he's gonna he's gonna go eat dinner. He ain't trying to. Oh, Chelsea, want to come along? Yeah, he don't. If you're nineteen years old and can't keep up ain't nobody crying for you you know mm-hmm. what i mean so that's another issue so like you said when you go to college you're around people your peers i'll say this and another kind of just a rant and a freestyle rant when i was in high school and college like gangsters were in you know girls like gangsters mm-hmm. they did whether it was the music whatever like now they like nerds right like <laughs> kind of in so happy dudes are kind of in. So when are we gonna like? When is college gonna be in again? Like you said, I like that is cool. There's nothing wrong with going to college. That should be in. Not like oh, trying to get out, trying to go pro. Like why can't we just have this scenario where like college is looked at like really a hell of a cool thing? You know what I mean? I don't get it. I have always said that. You know, I'm a total advocate for college. We talked about that G League Ignite team before that I just said, no, those kids should have went to school. Like, I thought that. And now NIL, you know, there's whispers that the G League Ignite might not even be a thing, you know, in the next few years because just NIL has kind of taken over that kids can go get paid and go to school and get that experience. And, And I think that experience is invaluable. I really don't, you know, care. If you don't need the money, especially like, you know, well, one, the kids are going to get money anyway, but I'm saying like the, the total experience and just learning and growing and, and the camaraderie of just being a college athlete, like that's really the best time of your life. I had the best times of my life just being a student athlete in school and I wasn't getting any money and I should have got some money, but I wasn't getting any money. So I'm just saying, <laughs> like, I'm saying, I had to enjoy it for free guys. So these kids could go enjoy it and have a blast and make a whole bunch of money. You know, like we, we see it all the time, just in women's basketball, especially like Kaylin Clark, like Angel Reese, these girls are getting so much money and they have the option to, to go to the league next year. Um, but I wouldn't if I was them, like enjoy it while you can. The league is, is yeah. going to be there. And, and and if you're and if you belong in the league, you're going to get there. Like Caitlin Clark, if she wanted to, to use her redshirt year and, and stay another season, she would just run the bag up times 10, you know, and, and still have a blast. I think that she personally should take the next step because one, she is going to get those the endorsements that she has. For example, she's with us. She's a Nike athlete. She has Gatorade. She has State Farm. Like her endorsements aren't going to leave her. And I think from a basketball standpoint, she just superseded, you know, college, women's college basketball. Like I think she needs to just take the jump to the next level. But on the other hand, I think Angel who has some stuff that she can work on skill-wise, is having a blast, having a boyfriend, making money, coach, Mercedes. All the, like, I would say if I was her, like, there, there's just no rush. Like, so yeah. I think kids need to look at their individual situations and just see, you know, not necessarily in the moment, but just what's the best move, you know, for long-term? What's the most sustainable move? Like, you know, and jumping to the league isn't always it. A lot of these guys bounce out or they hit the G League, just like, like Ani said. So I don't know. Yeah, there's been some crazy statistics about that. How many 
first rounders have already not signed that that extension from 220 221 it's a big number it's a big number yeah no the ignite stuff's kind of i mean they lost by 22 tonight or 21 tonight to uh mm -hmm. the legend it's tough to watch i mean have y'all watched them play i did once remember right. i was with you honey the yeah. first but what, what's the difference is because Pooh's poo jetter's not there amir john is it almost an all-young team and now they don't got like a mixture of young and old what's the difference it's, it's now the young team but the pro the no, they saw some bets though yeah they still have some bets it's not the roster construction is not very put together well i don't sure. think they complement each other well uh ron holland obviously being out uh eight to 12 weeks higher but they're losing even with them i just think the team just was poorly constructed okay. um I thought they took too many young guys. I think if you're going to do this, you got to take maybe like <coughs> three, <coughs> three to four guys max. Yeah. Surround, surround them with vets and, you know, really develop, really focus on that. I feel like it's just more spaced out with the development. You got Cherry, uh, Darlon, uh, Bob Carr. I know he's kind of, I think he's in the second year. Dink paid who's 17 and starting. At point, uh, London John. That's a hell of a experience for him, though. Yeah, no, great experience. I mean, he can't be turning that ball over too much. I mean, you know, I'll be talking. I'll be <laughs> we gotta get on Dick. We gotta get on Dick. Yeah, London. You have Ron Mata's, uh, Amansa. Um, yeah, I'm, I named this. I just named seven guys. I think I'm missing somebody. That's too many. That's, that's more than half the roster. Yeah, right. That's too many guys to say. Hey, like, yo, let's play against the G League, like this this full G League, I think 50 game schedule, and you know, compete. I, I just think if you cut that in half, you're in a better situation. But yeah. you it's it's hard to like have all those guys and they like, okay, we're gonna develop these guys. We're gonna have a not saying a winning season, but like, you know, not the worst team in you know, in the league. You know what I mean? It's just a competitive season like that. It's hard to do that with seven guys that aren't even draft eligible. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that have to do another year to be draft eligible. It's just hard. You're not going to be successful that way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, so do you think that they're going to make it? You think? No, I'm not the players. I'm saying, like, do you think the G League and I will continue? Because I'm hearing rumblings that the NBA is making all kinds of changes. Like maybe getting rid of G League Ignite, maybe uh, changing the rules, expanding the three-point line. Their NBA is all over the place right now with just- As, as they should be, because right now, on, Chelsea, they don't have a great product. Okay, <laughs> Some of the product sucks. You know what I mean? So what changes need to be made then? I'll start with you, Ani, first. Like, Do, do you think the G League Ignite is going to be sustainable? I, I don't know. I'm 50-50 on that. Okay. I- I still I see think, some value in it, but- I still see value. I think they could do another year and then let that go. Okay, but what's the value? You guys see the value in it, so what is it? I think if you condense it, it's kind of tricky because, you know, you got some guys that did sign two-year contracts. Like, yeah. so, I mean, I mean, I know money ain't a thing for the NBA, but, like, mm -hmm. I do think if you bring – if you just have a solid three guys and you just focus on that, I do think, like, those guys can actually really develop. But just stop – build a roster to actually win. <laughs> That's how I feel, like build a roster to win <laughs> and then bring those guys along if they're not they can't help you you play 50 games man them dudes only gotta play 25 <laughs> and look pretty good like <laughs> you gotta play all 50 like 
Like, let's, let's try to win. Let's try to compete and win. And focus on three of them and just get them going and get them right. And I think it's okay. I think there's value if you condense the numbers. But I think I think what the NBA going to do is at, at best they're going to do one more year and shut it down. I won't be surprised if they shut it down after this season. You know, I, I mean, who wants to keep seeing them lose by 20, 30 points? Uh, you know. What was the difference between that, Ani, with the group with Foster and Jalen Green in them? A little more talent and just the construction was a little better? They were constructed better. They kind of complement each other better. Okay. You know, and they weren't playing like, oh, the big boy wasn't, I mean, his menace was kind of like up and down some. Yeah. I mean, like, it wasn't, those guys complement each other and then they weren't playing a lot of those guys 25. Yeah, 30. they were playing less. Yeah, they weren't playing that many minutes. You didn't have as many guys. Cool. Um, but what I think the NBA needed to change just like overall, I mean, to Ronnie's point, I think it's not a great product. I'm going to be more political on that. I don't want to say it sucks, but it's 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 not his best product. It's right not now. my cup of tea. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's I, not his best I don't want to keep saying 140 to 127. Yeah. Like, nah, like let's get let do something where defense is actually valued more. Like in the regular season or something. Like change something up, bro. Like, I mean, you you go to NBA games. It's more. The NBA is doing this part. That's why I say it's not it's not my cup of tea because I do know viewership is up. Sure. I do know people are very entertained when they go to games. Like it's a, it is entertaining. They're just entertained though. But but it's almost like it's yeah. it's almost like this is like parody basketball. It sometimes feels like some parody basketball. Like this isn't real. Like we're not <laughs> just going to keep letting this dude shoot wide open shots or like not you can't make contact like we're not gonna watch the dude really drop 70 you know or 60 or 50 when we know he just dropped 35 the night before but they feel like they really can't do nothing about that that's just weird and then you see a you see us in like international play and you're wondering why some of these guys are struggling well yeah these motherfuckers are actually playing defense like you're gonna get hit <laughs> like yeah. you know what i mean like yeah. like the what our basketball is so different, unique, and it's entertaining. But sometimes, like I've gone, I've gone to watch some games. I'm like, this is not basketball. Like these dudes are just out here. Like these dudes are just they're out. Fooling the average fan. Let's just be honest. They know they're fooling the average fan. Yeah, but like the average fans going to be entertained. They don't know if they're playing hard or not. If I know if Jared Vanderbilt is getting sixty percent or not. I know if you know. I'm just yeah. throwing a name out there. I know if you know whoever. I know if they're giving eighty percent or hundred. You could just see it. Again, so what, what what would you change, Ronnie? Like, what? Just give me a couple of things that you think the NBA could do to just make the product better. Uh, probably lessen the game in the regular season, um, and put some real meaning to uh, maybe the All Star Weekend if they want to continue it. You know, mm -hmm. like a and that maybe not a home court advantage in the final, but something of that nature. Do that. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think about the actual rule changes? Yeah. Like you're saying, maybe get rid of defensive three seconds, maybe expand the three-point line. What do you think about that? And these are just mumblings. Like, you don't know. Line and do some hand, and hand checking. But I, I know. But the thing with hand checking sometimes is like, you know, you put your hand in the cookie jar, they still going to get, they st you know, these guys are savvy enough. They still can get you. Um, yeah. But something that just allows a little bit more physicality on defense, that allows the deep, like allows the defender maybe can be able to initiate a little bit more contact. Um, 
just the, you know, I don't know, just the, I like more physical games. That's why I kind of like drawing the Big 12 basketball, like y'all see when they just. Yeah, the physicality. Like Like something maybe not, not like U of H extreme physicality, like allow, but like, (laughs) like. Right now, I think, Chelsea, they're a product of their success. I've said this before. I'm treated. The NBA's had a great run. What is it, 40 years now? Just making money, growing. (laughs) But sometimes in that, any company can get um, lackadaisical, slack a little bit. So the money's rolling in. Chelsea's making $8 on a a veteran contract. Lonnie's making $25 on a mid-tier contract. I'm a full max guy making fifty million. A couple of games we're gonna just tank it or whatever. I get it, but overall, you you are hurting. People are catching on a little bit more. That like, mm-hmm. man, you know what? That wasn't very cool. Or like, yeah, you know, I took my son to go watch Wemby and he sat out. Or I, I took my son to go watch, and I we saved the money for the tickets for six months. And that 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 eventually gets around. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, you sitting out games. So maybe. That uh, I don't really like the rule of the MVP. If the MVP pays 52 games, he's the baddest dude. Let him be the baddest dude. Who cares? Nah, bro. They got to play 65. <laughs> play 65 games, bro. But I'm just saying, don't that. It's What's the difference between 64 and 66 is what I'm saying, Ani. That's all I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? There ain't no difference. Play 65 games. Yeah. <laughs> play what? What's the difference? Get your ass up. Play one more game. <laughs> <laughs> Well, then that's what I say. Don't then, then yeah, like the, the, the load management things is been an issue. We've talked about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a podcast about that. With our guy, Jason Powell, who gave a great, some great insight of why that is. Um, yeah, I guess, the, you know, and, and I just think sometimes it's leadership and not leadership on the team, leadership in the NBA and leadership mm-hmm. with the great players. Have a guy that plays like we want to play hard. We want to show the people a good product. I thought Kobe was like that. I thought Kevin Garnett was a little bit like that. A few other guys. Like this All Star game was a bad reflection for all those guys. I don't care what they think. It was bad. That wasn't a good showing for them. Okay, but let me give you this though. On the other hand, you're talking about just guys playing hard. Yeah. We see narratives and media say certain things when. People do try, though, as well. Like, remember the in-season tournament, which, you know, they thought was the most brilliant idea, whatever. And, oh, the Lakers are playing so hard and LeBron's playing so hard. Like, this is a a BS tournament. Or, you know, they look at the bubble, for example, as like a Mickey Mouse ring because, like, why are you, like, overachieving in the bubble? So you can't have it both ways. Like, you want the product to be high level, everybody play hard, then that should be how it is across the board. But don't try to downplay the in-season tournament or downplay the bubble when yeah. guys are playing hard and then get yeah. mad when they're not playing hard. I agree. So okay. yeah. I agree with that. No, that's real. That's Balance. Real. So I'm just saying, and, and I would love to see them play hard all the time. Like NBA playoff intensity is amazing when, when, when they're in it, you know, yeah. but you know, I've seen the narratives too of just LeBron's Mickey mouse ring and NC NC tournament. He wants the, the, uh, the MVP and all that kind of stuff. Well, it's like, if we want these guys to play hard all the time, then we should be celebrating when they do and not, yeah. you know, making it be a big deal. If they win something like that, that's a good point, Chelsea. I ain't gonna lie to you. That's a good point. So, but I agree though. Like, it's very watered down. I'm gonna watch anyway because I just watch basketball. And you like I could basketball? Watch, yeah. yeah, I could watch a middle school game and still, you know, be entertained. So that's just me personally. And I think the skill level is at an all-time high. Like, you know, these players are incredible in terms of just individual skill sets and what they're able to do. But the product in its entirety, I agree. 
you know, they need to do something. And I don't even really have answers of what they could do, but I, I do agree that it could be better. Great, great. So, Speaking of- I do, Go ahead, go ahead, uh, Ronnie. Yeah, speaking of better, what? so, you know, yeah, with that, like what, what should, the college girls game is, is great. Like Chelsea, are any of these yes. girls going to stay or real quick or no, are they out? <laughs> well, first of all, college basketball, women's basketball is just at an all time high. Um, just in terms of just viewership and, and everything's up, which I think is just amazing and great for the game. Um, South Carolina is kind of having their run right now. Um, you know, undefeated, still number one team in, in women's college basketball. And then there's just a lot of premier players that um, are just really putting people on notice that just women are talented and, you know, and amazing. And I think what I've enjoyed the most, especially this year, is just the younger players. Like the freshmen right now in women's college basketball are absolutely killing it. Uh, you have Juju Watkins at USC. You have Hannah Hildago at Notre Dame. Like these are young players that are just going to, you know, hopefully keep the ball rolling when Caitlin Clark leaves. Um, like I mentioned earlier, I think uh, she should go because I just think from a basketball standpoint, um, she needs better competition. I mean, you know, I, I'd like to see her take it to the next level. Um, she's already the, you know, leading scorer in NCAA, um, which is an amazing accomplishment. And I think she's just kind of done everything that she can possibly do in women's college basketball. So I would like to see her make that jump. Um, I think Angel Reese could could use another year, but if she decided to go to the league, then ultimately I think she would figure it out as well. Um, also this week, though, too, speaking of media and stuff like that, I want to shout out Daisha Fair, who plays for Syracuse. Um, hasn't been getting any media coverage, small dynamic point guard, but she actually this week became the fifth leading scorer wow. all time in, wow. in NCAA. Yeah, and you guys don't know about it because all we do is talk about Caitlin Clark all the time. But Daisha Fair, I'm telling you, she plays for Syracuse. Dynamic, dynamic guard. They don't have the games on TV. She doesn't get the media coverage, but this girl's incredible. And a lot of people don't know about her simply because of just media and narrative and how they like to, you know, boost up. Out. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and Caitlin, I, I don't want to make it seem like Caitlin does not deserve everything that she gets because I, I have never seen a player have so much motion like Caitlin Clark. Like I, I just haven't seen it. She she's dynamic. She's amazing. She deserves it. But women's college basketball has a lot of players that are really, really good. And, and I would wish that, you know, the likes of you guys and people who don't know would know about these players that are um, doing great things or even players that are going to continue to carry the torch. Like I said, this dynamic yeah. freshman class, Malaysia Fulwiley, she plays for South Carolina. She comes off the bench as dynamic as they come. Michaela, she's playing for LSU starting like the WM. I mean, women's college basketball is going to be in good hands for, for a while. So yeah. I just encourage people to, to keep watching. And the girls stay They're around. You get to build them. They get to build a brand. You get to follow them if you're really into them. You know what I mean? Unlike the guys where it's like they're out. It's a little different now, you know? Yeah, so. and I feel like I think women's ba college basketball is overtaking the men this year. I don't know what you guys think, but I I don't know the men's players like like I did in the past. Like, I, I'm not familiar, super familiar with who's coming out in this draft, who's going to be a top pick. Um, I've heard a couple names circulating, Rob Dillingham, you know, Kentucky, like players like that, but you know, women's college basketball is kind of it right now. Like, I, I don't know if you guys agree, but we could talk about men's college basketball and you guys would have to educate me because I don't really even know. It, it's it's a down year, it seems. I think it, I think the star power definitely women's women's college basketball has it. 
think men's basketball, I mean, men's college game is, I think the product is really good. Um, you yeah. got the older guys yeah. playing, like, you know, Dalton Nett out of, um, out of Tennessee has been really, really good. Uh, you know, his story about, I think he was a D2 kid, you mm -hmm. know, or he was like a walker. I'm like at a, uh, he was, it was like he was a prep school, D2, somewhere. Anyway, he's at Tennessee and he's killing. He's, mm -hmm. you know, he's arguably one, he's one, he should be a lottery pick this year. Um, it's gonna. I think he's a uh, someone that's kind of plug and play and be ready to uh, go. My boy Brandon J uh, Jenkins said he's the best college prospect in the twenty four NBA draft, which I think is kind of wild. But <laughs> and Brandon knows. I think that's crazy. But I do think he's gonna be a, a good uh, NBA player. You know, Jacoby Walsh has been doing really good. Yeah. Um, you know, he's actually had a, he had a pretty good game against TCU last night. Uh, Collier's been solid. Came back from injuries. Been solid. Just USC sucks. Um, you know, but other guys that you may not know about, like like Jamal Shedd, um, at U of yeah, yeah, no, I've seen him play. He's all right. Point yeah, guard. I think nice. he's really becoming someone that's a pro prospect, and you know, people don't really know his story much. Like you know, junior year of uh, 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 AAU summer ball wasn't great for him. He was mm -hmm. up and down in the YBL. He had a, he had a good senior year. Came in, you know, didn't really see a whole lot of of uh, playing time that freshman year. And I think some injuries happened the following year. I think maybe his freshman, I know some injuries happened. He just played. Mm -hmm. He just got better and better and better just to see him be someone that, you know, has a real good chance of being the big 12 player of the year. I think that's a fantastic story. I mean, he's just someone yeah. that just grinded. No one would have predicted that he'd be this good. Um, not a lot of people would, to be honest with you, but he's always kind of real tough minded. Uh, Kansas, you know, Kansas, Kansas. I just think it's all about like the older guys. Have um, the good teams, the chemistry. The good teams have done a really good job. Um, yeah. You know, Rob Dillingham's that kind of like that interesting case of like he like I don't know what game what it was. I think they lost when they lost to LSU. He was bad in the first yeah, half. Yeah, like, he just but he was cooking in the second half. Yeah, the the draft is just filled with some of the younger guys. You're just trying to figure out like how good they are, or how translatable their game is to the NBA level. Like Stephon Castle, solid, but like. You know, hasn't really shot it great. So you're trying to figure out, like, you know, can he really be this big PG in the NBA? And then he shows flashes of it. Uh, Donovan Klingon is kind of coming along, getting better. But, you know, you got also non-draft guys like Dickerson uh, at Kansas that's playing good. You know, Kevin McCuller, before he even got hurt, you know, he was labeled as a top 20 pick. Uh, so I just think it's, this year is more the older guys or the less sexier draft pros like draft like guys you probably wouldn't draft in normal years are the ones that kind of stealing the show and are the guys that will get drafted first round early second mm -hmm. you know i just think the older guys are really kind of taking over this season um so yeah mm -hmm. i i say star power college women's basketball definitely has it but <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I mean no yeah. that, that's not even close <laughs> but i do think the brand of college basketball is really good and I think you're going to see more older guys get drafted or be get like the guys are going to take more chances on older guys in this year's draft compared to probably what's going to happen in the future. I can see that. I like that. That's that's good. I, I, I pretty much agree. I'll say there's always guys like uh, from Texas Tech, like Darion Williams, who mm -hmm. you'd be surprised at the colleges that didn't want him. Mm -hmm. Big West, uh, Big Sky, Iffy. And I'm like, Guys are pretty good. A few Coach mm -hmm. Grant Rice, like Bishop Gorman, was trying to tell because he only had Long Beach State really, and at the last minute, Nevada offered him. 
and now he's contributing big time to in the Big 12. Like, that's there's a lot of those is what I'm saying, basically. Yeah. And I think that's the story of college basketball because really the big story in college basketball is what's going to happen to it, meaning like the NIL, the rules, NCAA losing all of its uh, lawsuits. <laughs> The court rulings, that, that's overshadowing everything, I think, on the guy's side, Chelsea, where it's like on the girl's side, you start with Caden Clark and then you go from there and then it trickles down and maybe talk about a few other girls. <clears throat> on the guy's side, everything's about, oh, my God, what's going to happen, not what's, what is happening. What is happening. Yeah, because, again, the, um, you know, the, the federal district court judge in, in eastern Tennessee issued that injunction against the NCAA, basically suspending – all NIL rules. So right now, honey, it's like the scholarships don't even matter. So mm -hmm. let's say you get in trouble, honey, and I'm just making up a school, uh, West Texas State. Again, I'm just totally making up a school. Right, right. And they go on probation, lose six scholarships. So what? You can't legally stop their NIL. They can just give those six kids NIL yeah. money. Yeah, so right, there's yeah. no enforcement. So if you don't have no enforcement, what do you have? So then NC spending millions and millions of dollars lately in the last 10 years, whatever, fighting all these rulings, they're losing them. So they're losing more money. So if you can't enforce your rules, then what do you guys think? Do you just not care about the rules anymore? Or is it just like, or do you attach yourself from them? Or do you just like, okay, Chelsea's trying to enforce these rules. And, but we know Chelsea doesn't care if we come home after midnight. So let's just keep coming home after midnight. Who cares? So what, what do you guys think? Is it going to be like, Let's separate and move on from this. Reset it, or is the NCAA going to try to reset? Like because it's it as an organization, they have no teeth no more. So what do you? I, I think that there there will be a real detachment from the NCAA at some point. Okay, I think sports will look really different in the next like decade. Yeah, yeah. Okay. but decade. Okay. I agree with that, but to I, I don't feel bad for the NCAA. Like they the NCAA <laughs> has done them done this to themselves. Sure. They have regulated all kinds of crazy stuff, you know, only basically when it comes to the players, allowed coaches to get paid, bounce around, do all kinds of stuff. And yeah. now they can't reel it back in. It can't control it now that the shoe is on the other foot. If they would have been reasonable from the jump and said, OK, players should be able to be paid for their likeliness. You know, players should have the ability to transfer to a certain extent. I do think it's crazy. Some of these kids have went to four schools in four years. So 100 percent, it's out of hand. But I'm saying the NCAA made it this way. They they made the Supreme Court get involved because they were unreasonable. Coaches sure. do whatever they want. They make billions of gazillions of dollars off of players all the time and don't want to give a little piece of the pie. They could have just said, hey, you know what? We're going to give this player 10%. And, and maybe that would have just shut everybody up and they would have been happy with it. But right. instead, everything went out the window and, and now they can't reel it back in. I think that Ani's right. They're going to have to detach because either than that, they're just going to self-destruct like yeah it, so it, do you think the quote-unquote power schools are leaving like you said i think that's going to happen in some regard or do you think they're going to try to say hey we'll make you guys employees you guys can have rights you will have a collective bargaining you'll have that kind of thing or do you think it'll be hey like you said or we said at the top of the show there's still some value in taking an athletic scholarship i'm not you know making a lot of nil money i'm not going to do that i'm just Joe Blow, and I, I don't mind going to college without the NIL component, going to college, enjoying my education, getting it paid for. Is there still value in the old system and, and, and then the new system, or no? Is it just going to be 
too hard to regulate and, and be, they're just going to move on. <laughs> the major conferences will just separate themselves. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Got it. Yeah, I just think it's going to come down to kind of like somebody said, you know, I wanted to shout out Lefty Drizel, the old Maryland coach. Uh, he passed away recently. He was very elderly. And, and obviously, we, we know about Len Bias's story. And he tragically passed away the day after he got drafted by the Celtics. But I bring it up because somebody was saying, you know, Lefty got a raw deal with that because obviously the school got under investigation. Then, after, right after Len's death, it was found out that the team did their academics were very bad. Len's academics weren't very good. But the bigger point I'm trying to make is that the AD got let go. The school president got let go. And people were like, Lefty, I'm like, guys, Lefty had to leave. He, he had, they, had, they needed a reset. The whole school needed a reset. It was so bad. I don't know if you guys know, but like their enrollment went down. Their applications plummeted. It really took a negative vibe to the whole campus. So I think that's kind of where the NCAA is going to be at. Like you said, just the next five years. It, it, it's it's such a bad name right now. It, it, it can't exist in its current form. It's just bad. Like it just, you know, when something has a stain on it, you just has to change. So I think that's, and that was the point I want to bring on Lefty Giselle because people were like, he, he kind of got a raw deal as a coach. I was like, yeah, but they, he had to go. They needed a whole reset. So I, I think I'm on your guys' uh, side with that. Like they, they're just going to need a reset at some point, whether it's two years from now, five years, 10 years. It just happens so fast. It's just happened and just really even in less shelf life than this pod's been in existence. Like it's just really happened in the last three to four years. It's just totally off the rails. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Uh, it happened crazy uh, fast. But as we move on, anything else, guys, that catches your eye out there? You know, we're just kind of talking amongst each other. We, we love talking to each other. I'm glad you guys are on as usual. Anything else out there that you see you want to bring up? I might have a, something on my sleeve, but I want to see what you guys got going Yo, on. Yo, you were at Pango's uh, Junior All-American camp. How, how was that? Yeah, that was good. You know, I was really busy Dino's. this weekend. <laughs> yeah, Dino's bringing guys. <laughs> A kid from Mexico, UK. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, Dino gets his gets his fillers out there and gets kids from all over. Um, there'll be some names in the high school future we'll be talking about. They'll be very good. Uh, a few people weren't well known, but I wanted to shout out some of the top guys. Kid from Vegas, from Democracy Prep. I thought he was the best player there. Deshaun Harris, 5'10", 228. These yes. are eighth graders. Mm-hmm. And ninth graders, so that's 228 for our listeners out there. And, ni- and seventh graders are 229. And sixth graders are 230. Wow. I mean, we're getting Ooh. down to mm-hmm. that age already. Time's just moving on, guys. It's like, holy mackerel, where is time going? So Deshaun Harris, 510 guard, really good. Uh, Philip Reed, I thought was really good, a guard um, from Los Angeles. He did really good in the cream of the crop game. Uh, Carter Parker, who's a wing from Lancaster up in the high desert in California, lefty. His dad is a well-known player, Tony Parker. Uh, family comes from a lot of uh, line of players, including a cousin who played at Stanford. Carter's about 6'3", lefty. Uh, Jonathan Kaminga's younger brother, who's listed as being from uh, North Charlotte School in, in Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm not sure where, uh, you know, the background is there, but Flory Kaminga, huge, big, strong kid, 6'5". Mm-hmm. Big leg, big muscle. He kind of reminds me of Tunde, uh, Ani, already. Like, just a big, strong kid. 
he was uh, really good. Again, I could go on the names. I'm going to put out a ranking, so check that out later this week. I'll put on like a top. I don't really like to rank middle schools on it. We don't, I know we don't really rank middle schools. But I'll put out like a list of 40 guys that did really well. Um, Dejon Lewis uh, is going to go to Rancho Christian High School. Really good wing guard. Boy, he was really good. Um, he played in the second game, and we just made a stipulation that if you, the MVP of the second game, would play in the top game. So like he that. went to the top game and was like a top five player in the top game. Like, I like that. Yeah. 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 Jason Lewis. J-A-I-Z-A-H-N Lewis. You'll be hearing about him. Six foot, 228. Um, guys from, like I said, from all over. A lot of players who dads played college were there. And that, you know, I guess that just makes me, that just means I'm old. Guys I saw playing high school. Um, Jacoby Thompson, his son was there. Jacoby played at Santa Clara. Around the time I was in in uh, college, Jacoby Thompson, second, very good. He's two twenty nine, six four, lefty wing. From he's really good. Six Remember four. that name. What are they feeding these kids? Boy, like, he's big. Why, why are you six four in, in <laughs> sixth grade? Big, <laughs> humongous. Yeah, you know he's just laughing and uh, Jacoby had a really good career. You know he played around that time with Marlon Garnett, Steve Nash, and in, in that era. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember Caleb Gervin. He played college ball, and his brother G played at Louisville. Well, they, Caleb has a son, Cash Gervin, and they live out in the uh, Coachella Valley by like Palm Desert. Mm-hmm. He's from Bermuda Dunes. Really good defender, Chelsea. These are the kind of player you would like. Really quick hands, puts his hands in there, gets the ball, and like super yeah. smooth. Never bothered by anything. He just handles the ball like it's nothing, like second mm-hmm. nature. Really calm and quiet kid. Um, yeah, so again, I, I, I can go on and on about these because I wanted to shout out a kid who did really good in the seventh grade game. He had 36 points. His name is Lorenzo Beltran. Again, 229. I can't believe we're talking about these, these yeah. age of kids. Um, how about you, Ani? You know, again, I'll, 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 uh, I'll, I'll promote that online when later this week when I have a chance to put it out. What's going on with UIL? Ani, two weeks to go, March 9th. I'm going to put you on the spot. Who's winning? <coughs> 6A UIL. Bro, Plano, Plano East just beat the crap out of Allen. So wow. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Plano East 6A. Wow. Um, wow. 5A. Um ooh, 5A is gonna be tough because you got it's between Lancaster. I just watched the call in WT White. Right now, I put a little tweet about it, but like yo, like WT White down to get fouled at the three-point line with 0.2 seconds left. Miss all three free throws. Oh wow! <laughs> Yo, like oh. miss all three of them. I have the call. I is either the, the call near Lancaster five A. Lancaster. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like I, I, I want to go Lancaster because they're just a little deeper. They just kind of yeah. can just keep throwing bodies. I think the call need kind of get worn out. But I, I'll go Lancaster. Maybe I'm missing somebody. Else, but I go Lancaster just off the top of my head. Four A, we'll go Faith. Faith family, are they going to step back up I and do Faith, it? But Carter can re- can get them this year. Like wow. this, this, this is this is a really good Faith family team. But this is the weakest Faith family team he's had mm. recently in a while. But it's still like a like a really good like like I ain't like. Saying they're bad enough, but like if anybody can get faith this year, 
is I mean, anyone can get faith is this year before it. Okay. They're gonna go five eight next year. Oh, but wow. I, I think Carter has a chance. I'm gonna go faith, but I really think Carter has a chance. Like I think Carter okay. can get I think Carter can get him. Six eight Plano East. They don't have but one probably one legit division one prospect. But those dudes have played together so long and they just it's it's a machine. It's, it's a wow. machine. I haven't seen them like that in a long time. Like okay. usually you got guys at, at six A, you know, like I remember Allen, that group was probably the other time, like, but they had Isaiah Stevens. You know, Isaiah Stevens is doing really, really good at Colorado State. Like he was a he's a dude at Colorado State. Mm-hmm. I don't see that caliber of player. Like that was the last time I saw like a six eight group that didn't really have like this no brainer high major, like at the time, and just kind of win uh, mm-hmm. that year. But Plano East doesn't have anybody. I would, you know, they yeah. don't have Isaiah Stevens. I mean, I could be wrong later. I'm I'll be happy to be wrong, and one mm-hmm. of them dudes just you know become just a, a player. Yeah, like DJ. I can see that. Like DJ Hosby's a Division One prospect, but like, you know, I'm not gonna go around saying he's gonna have like Isaiah Stevens type college career. I mean, that dude's tough. Um, but they they just a collective collectively are so good. Like they wow, are that's awesome to see. Yeah, and then you got Stony Point as well, who's you know we have him ranked very high. Like you know Josiah Mosey, Antoine, uh, Coach Antoine does a hell of a job with those guys. Um, if anyone else wins six, I think it. I think it's them or uh, Plano East. I mean, I hate to say like who's this wild card team. I don't think there's a wild card team. I think it's either Twenty Point or Plano East, and I have Plano East right now. Mm-hmm. So just to give people some perspective, in the Fab Fifty, Montverde's number one, Columbus two, Paul the six, who just won the WCAC league title on Monday night over Gonzaga, who came in at sixteen, Paul's three. Two losses, one to Montverde, one to Columbus. Long Island Lutherans, four. 35-0, Plano East, number five. Like you said, Ani, with just not too many high-level guys, don't matter. 35-0 is 35-0. If you're 35-0, it's not one high-major prospect. I don't give a damn. And I know. That's just what's so impressive about them. Like, bro, like, in 6A in Texas, like, that's not normal, bro. Like, yeah. That's some Dallas Lincoln, yeah. That's some you know Chris Bosch type stuff right there. Like where you just run the table. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen too often. You know what I mean? So shout out to Plano East. And I can tell they're a team because I asked the coach, he sent me a team picture. Oh, this is a true story. He sent me a team picture. And just because of the way we have our website of ballslines.com, I had to cut off the, the student managers. <laughs> 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 just because of the the you know the Photoshop. And somebody's like, Ronnie. This is the real picture of the team. Like, don't be cutting them out. Like, yo, they're saying, I was like, oh, this is a team. I like that. I was like, cool. I was like, that was cool. They were like, mm-hmm. hit me up on Twitter. Like, yo, you cut off some of our team. Like, our managers are on the squad. I was like, <laughs> Yeah, he did. They did call him out on that. Yeah, because I was like, but they didn't really know. I just took it. I just took it for the team because they didn't really know I had to shape it for the website. I, I couldn't, you know, it's a certain dimensions. Has to be. So I was like, mm-hmm. That's cool. So, again, for Sony Point, comes in at number six. 34 and one with the close loss to Plano East. So shout out to all those teams. And uh, you know, like I said, you know, we got the fat on balls.com. I'll put up some stories we got coming up. And, and like I said, I'll have those rankings out for the Pangos all the junior all American camp. Um, I think next time after March 9th, we're going to have obviously the CIS state finals are, are that weekend. And so is UIL. Our guy Horace is going to come on 
our long lost co-host Horace is going to come <laughs> on and talk about GHSA Georgia because he's going to be down there. So we'll have a recap of those three states and some others. Season's slowly, slowly, slowly closing. You know, what do you guys think? Uh, I know Chelsea, you're going to be very busy in the EYBL type uh, functions that that are coming up and events. Anything else you guys got going up this spring? It's all coming fast, and then we'll get out of here. No, we hit no. it. No, any any vacations, anything jumping? I mean, we could talk about so much. I enjoy talking about you guys. We could keep going, but I, I didn't know if you wanted to mention no. anything. I, I don't have much Next, else to go and just ain't no vacations I could take. No vacations. You're just busy. I just got a new job, Ronnie. Yeah. I can't be taking any vacations. I only got like eight days of <laughs> PTO. <laughs> So I'm stuck. I'm gonna be no, out here watching basketball. Hey, that's that's a dream in itself. So I'm very mm -hmm. blessed. You guys are very blessed. So on that note, we'll get out of here. Episode 181. We appreciate all the viewership. We appreciate everybody who enjoyed the Kobe Bryant 1180. That was fun, and we'll have once in a, once in a while with those type of stories. But from now, we're out of here for Ani, Chelsea, and myself, Ronnie. We are out. Take care. Bye, guys.